Coxie's having a yarn Cause he's got nothing better to do Coxie's having a yarn And one day he might have one with you Hello Hello Okay, let's give it a go <laughs> Where should I put this down? Yeah, just lower it gently Oh, All right, let's give this a go. Hopefully, if it doesn't work, we just had a really nice chat. That's it. <laughs> like people used to do. Yeah, you don't have to record everything. <laughs> Whoa. Um, the CIA does it for you. <laughs> hello, welcome to another episode of um, my Aaron Gox's Untitled Podcast. Um, it doesn't have a title yet, but you can be, sh- you can be sure when it does come along, it's going to be a beauty. It'll be some sort of pun or saying or something. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, um, so yeah, we got another great guest on today. Please welcome comedian Angus Gordon. Thanks Hello. for coming on, Angus. Thanks so much for having me, Goxie. <laughs> We're just learning as we go here with the audio. It looks like it's recording. All right, so um, yeah, no particular theme here. We're just going to have a yarn. Um, do you want to tell us... Uh, we both met in the wonderful city of Brisbane. Do you want to tell us a bit about your background and life? Yeah, so I'm from Brisbane. I met Goxie doing stand-up here like 10 years ago, I think, yeah. Yeah, we're getting on old fellas now. Yeah, and uh, definitely a lot of car journeys, getting driven around, going to different shitty gigs. <laughs> That's a common theme, yeah. Yeah. I think one of probably the funniest one was when you used to be a taxi driver and you put on shows at um, Bruce Brothers. And we were just, it was like the last Brews Brothers we were going to do. I think I was moving to Melbourne. This is a um, microbrewery, very micro. Yeah, it was a little microbrewery. It was covered in graffiti. Yeah, and um, not one of these craft ones that create their own either. They just, um, they did copies of <laughs> pre-existing <laughs> yeah. beers. It was like a knockoff brewery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but could... um, very, it was a good like, was... community space. We just thought of it as an empty room we could use and test out our... Comedy talents. Yeah, that's right. We would do a gig, quote unquote, a gig there every Thursday night, I think. Yeah. And often, if two people came, that would be a pretty good Thursday. I think it was, yeah, I think it was good for um, just the freedom too, because if you're doing gigs on the circuit, you're like trying to impress everyone. Whereas, so that, I blame that for me, my ideas of wearing like weird costumes and things. Yeah, we were just trying to amuse each other, basically. Yeah. Like, because some, some of the other comedians, I, I shouldn't say that because they had the guts to just do what they wanted to, were going to do at gigs. But I didn't want to let down the great. Of course, you you know when, organizers. <laughs> when Goxie goes to an open mic, he puts on a professional show. <laughs> uh, exactly. Well, I remember. Uh, well, just we'll jump back into the Bruce Brothers thing. But I think the first time I saw you really like take on your character of being Goxie because. <laughs> A lot of people probably don't know that for, you did stand up for a long time and you were just like a one liner guy. Mm. Like exclusively. Now I've got two lines. <laughs> yeah. Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you're like a Mitch Hedberg fan. Yeah. So you have yeah. Like a lot of I Mitch... think it takes time to find absolutely. your voice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I remember when you did, you emceed uh, this gig that Henry Stone and um, Greg Larson used to run called Boom Boom Room. Mm. And it was the last one and it was packed and they gave you, I think Henry gave you the gold jacket, right? <laughs> And I you, think so, I can't remember. Yeah, and you rollerbladed on stage, and rollerblades were my idea. Yeah, that was you, but you were, <laughs> and then you presented the whole night. You then seated as the um, 1997 Cheese TV rollerblading champion. Yeah, well, I think like, yeah, like you start to learn the more you do it, like what you want out of it. And oh, early on, I thought like stand up has to be straight, just telling jokes, and then I was like, no, nah, let's. Do something with this. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the first time I saw you just muck around, and it went so good. Like I don't know if you remember that night, but it was like packed. Yeah, there was people. There's a there's a photo online of you rollerblading through the doors, and it's like literally all these comedians. It's so full inside. The comedians have to be outside on the street, <laughs> and everyone's peeking through the door trying to look at you. And yeah. yeah, that was like just you opening up and becoming yourself on stage was really exciting. Yeah. So like we um, met doing gigs, and then we quickly realized, oh, we got to. Sp- Probably try and put on some gigs and things, but yeah, didn't do. It was all a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going back to the Bruce Brothers thing. I was saying, uh, 
remember you were driving cabs and then um, we were just talking outside, you were with your cab and these people on the show, they were like, oh, can you give us a lift home? And you were like, yeah, but can my mate come? <laughs> and I just got in the front, they were in the back, you put the meter on, you drove him home and I think you were just like funnier in the cab than you, even on stage, you were just killing. Like you were driving over that bridge in West End, you are like, what's your favourite bridge? Yeah, it's all a bit of a blur, but... um. Done a lot of jobs. Over You've the done years. a lot of jobs, but well, tell us about you, babe. What are some uh, of your jobs over the years? Um, ca- cleaning cafes. I've worked at the post office. Um, yeah, all over. You know, same sort of stuff. Do everyone what you got to do. Hey? That's Get it. Why? Yeah, absolutely. Um, nothing, nothing exciting. <laughs> no, like oh well, you know, you always find stuff in in anything, but uh, all shit kicker stuff. Yeah, well, I always found a lot of jobs. Um, were very mundane I did and that, that was me dreaming of like having a sitcom or something. <laughs> yeah. Dreaming of being a funny... The funny fella on the funny site. Funny fella on telly or whatever. Yeah. What would your sitcom be? <sighs> Maybe Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver? I reckon that'd be great. I think that's a hard, that would be the hard thing about a sitcom, like having it in one spot. Well, the, the good thing about Taxi Driver is you get new... New people in the car every episode. Mm. So you can just do your skits, you know? So I reckon uh, you should do that as an actual show. You should, um, next comedy festival, go- Goxie show, you buy tickets, plus mm. you turn the meter on, <laughs> and then you drive them home. Yeah. So you, they can see other stuff, and then they get a show on It'd the way home. It'd be hard to review because, like, one would be like, oh, he was in a bit <laughs> of a grumpy mood. Yeah. Another one was like, oh, he had a lot to say. And, like, there's a lot of pressure on them to do crowd work. Like, <laughs> this is your Have first you gig tonight? Yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> you just put music on. <laughs> you sit in silence angrily for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so um, coming, out of, coming out of school, what did you – what was your kind of um, – Sights set on coming out of school? And I, I don't really know. I went to uni and I started doing um, like a dual degree, political science and genetics. And I, oh. think, I think I was, I don't know, something to do with genetics maybe in like a lab was what I was thinking. Yeah. But it sort of just fell into comedy, I guess. And That would have been sick. Yeah, it would have been interesting. I mean, I think there's been a huge boom in uh, genetic research in the last uh, 10 years. So, yeah, missed out on that and uh, <laughs> did open mics instead. Oh, yeah. Because there's, like, some people, um, ju- like, a lot of people juggle a few different things, I guess. But um, I think, um, yeah, you realised early on you're very talented at the things you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, Goxie. Well, you know. <laughs> no, just, well, I was, like, just, like, I had to adjust how I looked at uni because I was, like, I was, like the, you know, being young, rebellious. I was always, like, oh... They're just following what the books tell them and then... But, like, there is a lot of cool stuff like that, you know, where it's, like, you can be very um, creative and helpful to society and stuff, yeah. Well, just on, like, uh, in genetics, like, in around the year 2000 was the first time they sequenced the human genome, you know, like... Uh, and now you can have, like, all these companies, like 23andMe and stuff, you can get your genome sequenced for, like... Oh, Couple hundred bucks. Yeah, cost like billions of dollars twenty you, years ago. To tell you that you're um and then white. Till you find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say till you um find something you didn't want to find out. Oh, of course. Yeah, that your uncle's oh, a serial killer. Oh, that's what my great uncle. Anyway, um, you're not well, defined by what your great uncle did. That's right, and he's pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah, because he's never been in the system to put out any DNA. Yeah. Oh, tough time for criminals. They thought they got away with it. <laughs> Living in the suburbs. So when you um when you start doing comedy was it like um like some people have like a set the first set ready to go were you kind of like had a few jokes running around in your head or yeah i was writing heaps of jokes and i was probably being like really annoying to all my friends like i'd be like this is the joke for the week and i'd just tell them all (laughs) and then i needed like an outlet for it but i don't know what your first gig was like but mine was like so bad like yeah, I had too. a friend sign up for it, sign me up for it. Like I, I probably wouldn't have done it otherwise. And like I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Like I've got all these gags and like. Well, I did. I, my first ever one, I didn't tell anyone. And then a year later, I come back again and told some people. Yeah. So I had the big um, which often happens is that friends come. Yeah, it's a yeah. big novelty of like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. doing it. He's well, I didn't tell anyone, but 
I got signed up and they told people. So all that they all came and when I got on stage, like I don't know how long it was, but you know when you get so nervous you like can't talk? Mm. Like it just hit me like straight away and I was like, ooh. Like yeah. I, I just couldn't say anything. And then I said a few jokes and I think I got some pity laughs, but it's like yeah. well, you're I like, had- fuck, why'd you come? Fuck, I didn't tell you to come to this. I had um I was so nervous and wasn't didn't I knew I didn't have like a good memory, so I had palm cards. Yeah. I think a lot of people thought it was part of an act. But it, it would look good, like Ganju did that. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it was a nervous thing, but it does look like you're doing a, a bit. Yeah. This is kind of that thing of like when they thought it was an act and I'm like, oh, did you like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that thing the Simpsons, yeah. like the psychiatrist? Like, did, did you think of that bit? <laughs> yeah. Why? Did you like it? <laughs> you're just yeah. trying to gauge it. Absolutely. If it's um, if people like it, it was on purpose. It was a creative choice. Yeah. If they didn't, uh, you know, I'll get rid of that. <laughs> I needed those. Yeah, because that is the early the early stages is a lot of like, it's kind of annoying because there's so much discussion about the like bravery of like public speaking. Like you, you want it to just be more about the act and the humor. Yeah. But people are like, oh, are you nervous? What's it like trying to remember? Yeah, of course. I think it's there's some sort of like deep evolutionary thing, you know what I mean? Because if you were back in the day, if you were excluded by the tribe, you know, that's very, that's, you're, fu- you're fucked. You yeah. know what I mean? No more food for you. You're dangerous. <laughs> you're out in the wild. So you have to like keep everyone on side. But now we live in a society, so, so many people, it's like if you fuck up in front of a, a crowd of strangers, it doesn't matter. Mm. But part of your brain is really, still really scared of it. Yeah. So I think there's like a deep, like evolutionary fear of like public humiliation, mm. but like you said, if you just do it enough times, it, you, you you just become desensitized to it, yeah. and it doesn't matter. But I think it's normal that people are like, oh, I think it's very intriguing to people too, because a lot of people want to find when they know find out you do comedy, they want to know so many things, like, or even just like, how do you how do you get started? You know, yeah, it's almost it's a kind of equivalent of like. You see those businesses like funeral home. Like, yeah. You must have been a family <laughs> passed it on. Or, yeah. Or like, how did you decide? Like, yeah. But it, even, uh, but I, it's funny because I didn't even start like that, like thinking comedy was weird. And it's more like the longer I've been in it, like I've started to get these doubts. Like, why do people watch someone talk for an hour? And, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, if you, you, I mean, you can reduce anything, right? You can be like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely, abs- yeah. yeah. Why is this just is just this? This is just that. But like, it's so fun when you watch a great comedians like just describe. It's I think that mm. it's like it's like storytelling. You well, know? if you like something, you're going to defend it, of course. Absolutely. And if you don't like something, you're going <laughs> to yeah. pick it apart. But so yeah, I can see where people be like, oh, it's just talking. If you're not into it, and if you love it, you're like. <laughs> The amazing ability to take words and craft something. <laughs> That's it. Or just give just give a little description and you're like, fuck, you know. Yeah. It lets your imagination kind of go. Like I'll, for example, I'll say, this is what I'll say right about, um, say like movies or um, TV series or even comedians that are very subtle. I'll say, oh, I like how you can, they leave it up to you to create the image which is exactly what books do as well, but I hate books. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just say, yeah, it's just words on a bit of paper. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But if someone was reading the book out to you, like, hey, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, that's why sometimes, you know, when comedians draw, do drawings of their bits, I don't yeah. really like that as much because, like... We'll when, start hitting you over the head with When it. they were describe, when they're just describing their thing, it's like, well, you left it up to my imagination. Yeah. And then when you do a drawing, it kind of makes it concrete. And it's like, oh, well, I can't imagine the way yeah, I thought before. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um. Yeah. So getting in, getting into comedy. Um. You have. Do you want to tell us about any other interests as well? Or <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, we're gonna go play cricket. Yeah. In a bit. We're gonna have a net. Me and you, we both we love our sports. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Connected on that. Um. Did you? Um. I've I've spoken a little bit about um like loving sports but never being great at them. Did you? Did you ever reach greatness in any? I was never great. I was okay at cricket, but I think I had like, I think you see this sometimes with kids where I just took it like so seriously. Like I was like, I want to play like for Australia or the highest level I can. And then it just became about yeah. that rather than like enjoying it. 
And then, yeah, so by the time I was like 16, 17, I just like hated it. And it can be... Um, like I wasn't good enough. It can be a cruel sport too. Like when yeah. you're out, you're out for the day. Sort of. Or if you bowl a shit over and you're just off, no one's giving yeah. you another over. Like you're just fielding for like hours. So much relies on confidence. I just played for the first time in about 20 years recently. It sounds like a long time, but I think school was a last... Or I played with this ska band in the music comp a few years out of school. Anyway, it's been a long time, but... One of my big worries is I remember at school, like, it's so embarrassing. It's like, it's that thing of like that nightmare of like going to school nude or whatever. But it, not nude, but it was just like bowling deliveries that don't even land on the pitch. And yeah. Because it's like, one thing that struck me about cricket from going from a fan to playing was the length of the pitch. It's pretty bloody long. Yeah, yeah. 22 yards is a long distance to get yeah. it down there. Yeah. And watching on telly, because telly has the, um, from behind the bowler's view mostly, yep. that's the most common angle. So it does disguise the length a bit, yeah. And then... What they say? The lens foreshortens, you know what yeah. I mean? It makes it look shorter than it is, yeah. yeah. And um, so that was something I had to deal with. Yeah, well... I think sport, like some sports I can feel very cramped, cramped up, if that makes sense, like... I don't know, nah, probably wasn't a good word. Like like claustrophobic. Like um like you're, like you're in an elevator. Yeah. Like when I played basketball is a bit like that. Because it is a small court. Yeah. And I guess I've always enjoyed like sports like rugby, rugby league. I grew up playing soccer with that space. Where it's more like, yeah. And I feel I think games like soccer and rugby league where there's like there's so many plays, like if you were to add up, you know. There's like hundreds of hit-ups in a game sort of thing. You've got that like redemption sort of thing. Where, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's where like a lot of pressure on cricket. I think that's true. I think that's um, why like uh, Warney was such a great player. Apart from all his physical attributes, mm. he's just blessed with immense confidence. Yeah. And he just didn't, he didn't care if he bowled one bad ball and got smashed for six. He's like, I'll get you the next ball. Just total belief. It truly was a wonder. <laughs> but I think that's, there's a similarity. I guess, I think confidence is probably the big, especially, okay, like maybe this is total bullshit, but, you know, obviously no. technical skills are really important in life. But confidence is probably one of the most underrated, like mm. soft skills you can have. Absolutely. And especially in comedy, man, you can... If you see comedians and like they're just saying absolutely nothing, like the words that they say are not funny, mm. but they're so confident, you're just like, fuck, that was hilarious. Yeah, they yeah. just tell it like it is. They tell it to you like it is funny and then it becomes funny, like yeah. magic. Confidence is like magic. It is. It's not not many things will work from, via fluke or yeah. like, ah, I just gave it a crack. So. It's it's a magnetic quality, and if you have it, you can like almost any area of life. You can do pretty well, almost to people's detriment. Like confident people who don't have skills in like yeah. technical industries can cause a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's some things that are like feel your way as you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like not, <laughs> but not like, like brain pilot, surgery. Yeah, <laughs> pilot surgeon. <laughs> Please, if any pilots hear this. Don't feel it as you go. <laughs> you know how you always hear those stories about like uh, someone was discovered, like they were a doctor for 20 years or they never had any qualifications? Yeah. And then they've just been exposed, like they lied to get the job. Um, oh, but exactly. I feel like if you've made it for 20 years, <laughs> you are a doctor. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've picked it up on the job. Good on you. <laughs> yeah, I was um, talking recently with someone about um, the, the Queensland Health Department has been plagued with quite a few... Um, like fraud things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, out of all the things to go, like I'm just going to feel my way, fake my way through. Yeah, and how like hard can it be? Dealing with people's health and body and stuff. Oh, it's it's crook. It's, <laughs> it's crook in the worst senses of the word. Yeah. I mean like any industry probably, but if you find out like, oh, that painter we got wasn't qualified. It yeah, absolutely. It just means like the colours look crap or something. Yeah. Whereas otherwise like things where people can die if you fuck yeah, up. Like yeah. you've got to it's take it seriously. Scary. Yeah. You're designing bridges. And you're, like, you're not really sure what's a good shape. You've never done any maths in your life. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust in society, I, I feel. you got to. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta, like, oh, I, I always think about this like. I'm going through this set of lights. I'm trusting that no one's just coming through a red the other way or... 
Yeah. yeah. I think that's how things can break down, you know, if you stop trusting other people around you. Like <laughs> if everyone stops being like, fuck, is this going to stop? And then like we're all just speeding through the lights. Yeah. Like it's recipe for disaster. You, you kind of got to believe the people around you are going to follow the rules. Yeah. Um, so what about uh, growing up? Tell us about growing up. Did you get in a bit of mischief, have a bit of fun or...? Not really. Like, it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that fun. It's, a, it's, it's not a great setup, is it? Yeah. Well, no. Well, uh, you, what'd you do? I don't know about. It's like, tell us, were things good? No, they were. <laughs> yeah, they were fine. Like, but I was just obsessed with cricket as a kid. Like, that's yeah, all yeah. I did. Like, I was just thinking about that all the time and, like, just playing that, like, sometimes Saturday and Sunday on the weekends. And I'd go to the nets, like, three or four times yeah. a week. No, so, was, sport was a huge part of. That's why I got. Sometimes, like, it's. It's not nice dissecting things. Like, why do we do things? Is a bit of a like psychological thing. But I have sort of like, why am I so into sport? But you just realise it is a good like, if you, if you like if you like the competitiveness of it. And but it would take up, you know. Yeah. Like I was playing rugby league, so you'd circle that. Like, all right, I think Sunday was a junior day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you're like, your day would kind of revolve around that. You know, you can't do anything else. So it would take up, and like. Game like rugby league's pretty physical, so you'd feel stuffed after, and yep. yeah, so it would just like kind of, and it would tick off that kind of like sociable thing too, where you meet up with people, and yeah. So I think when you're doing sport like that, if you're kind of serious about it, you know, like um, you don't really have time for any mischief. Mm. Like you just that's it. You're just focused. Which probably a good thing for teenagers. Yeah. You know? I wanted to ask you. I, I had this thing. I reckon. I'm guessing, but I reckon you might be similar where like like playing sports but you don't like 100% feel like the other dudes, like 100% fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you, did you ever have that kind of – or were you pretty sociable with your teammates? Mm, I will get on with some of them but, yeah, I just couldn't crack some people, you know. Yeah. And you know when it's like when you're just like a kid and you're like – Yeah, I, I was the same. It was like, I wasn't like 100%. It was like there was a couple of dudes who like, yeah, like, I feel like we think similarly, like have a bit of a crack of joke. And then there'd be these ones like, I just play with you. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, I just play this sport with you. I don't I have any connection. Especially when I was coming an older teenager, you have that, obviously when you're a team, you've got to totally buy into a team yeah. sport and like, it's us first, their mentality. Yeah. But then I think after a while, if you're not really getting on with your teammates, you're like, why don't I play for the other team? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, you, f you start to feel like these teams are so arbitrary. Like, yeah. I don't really like you guys. Yeah, or, yeah. You <laughs> Not, not that anyone just was bad. Just we're all <laughs> gathered together under the selected, like, eagle or... Yeah, absolutely. ...or whatever. You're not feeling a lot of camaraderie. But I don't want to say that was anyone else's... F like, it was their, my teammates' mm. fault or anything. I'd probably just not... But then you know what sucks too? Because then, like, then you get out of sports, you get into something like comedy and you go like, I'm fine, I'm going to find my like-minded pill. And you're like... I like these people even less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring well, back those sports dudes. Like. Well, sometimes with comedy, you know, and I'm as guilty of it as anyone, it's like you get a bunch of sort of misfits, but then they still, they think everyone else is a fucking dickhead as well. Like yeah, they, yeah, exactly. they, they won't come together. They'll well, just the be together like, alone. Yeah. The other thing too is like if you're playing, say, cricket, rugby league, these are like they're just called sports, but they're basically sub-genres of sport as an umbrella. Yeah. Whereas, and then, especially in Brisbane, like, comedy is just put under the... It's just comedy. Everyone doing comedy. Like, some of the bigger cities have your little, like, sub-scenes and, you know, like, the weird dudes are over here, the cool dudes are over here and whatever. Brisbane was just, like, one big melting well, pot. There's not enough... There wasn't enough people doing <laughs> yeah. it for any separation. You can't really have um, alternative and mainstream. And there's only, like, it was just like, 40. Yeah, 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 40 people. It was, like... I, like... I, I admire, like, people trying to be positive too. They're like, oh, tough and job. And I'm like, no, nah, I just want good gigs. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I'm, like, going on in between, like, a magician and, like, these, like, I'm going to say dad's doing it for a bucket list. Like, I'm a dad, but <laughs> I'm not doing this for a bucket list. I yeah. Well, I think there's some truth to, like, tough and job thing because for some reason, like, the people we started with, how many of them are like great comedians now? Like mm. Sam Campbell, yeah. Greg, Becky Lucas, yeah. Cameron well, like, Duggan. Go, the list goes on. There's like 10, 15 kind of like pro well, that's comics. That's what I mentioned earlier about like my excuse was like for not early on trying to be something more than just straight stand-up was like, you know, like just wanting to impress the gigs for what I thought. Yeah. But then some of those acts... 
I remember straight away, like, backed themselves and did, yeah. did creative acts that they wanted to do, which is not to say there's a right or wrong. No, but I think, I, I do think that that was very beneficial for maybe me and for you for seeing these acts being so yeah. creative because, like, you just want to be creative yourself as well. You don't... Yeah, exactly. You you know, like, the, the, the standard for the community becomes, like, being original. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, so you find your... Um, you're like, all right, I'm in. I'm coming into this sort of arts entertainment scene. I'm gonna find yeah like-minded people. Well, I think that's how we connected. Feeling like a yeah. bit outside the comedy scene. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I remember like um, it, it's hard too because as you also because you're getting older, people got sort of like their own responsibilities in life too. Like, so I've met a few guys, other comedians, like. Like, oh, like-minded sort of people, but then they got their own thing going on with their family too. So you'd just be, like, seeing them at, at gigs and that too. So, like, it's almost a very, um, it's almost like a workplace relationship. That's it, like Even a though you're friendly doing, co-worker, yeah. You're seeing each other to do a little five-minute spot. And, yeah. But, um, and then, yeah, there's the little, the little cliques and things break out as well. Of course. And obviously comedy is going to be mainly younger people, right? So yeah. most people are going to be in their, like, early 20s. Yeah, who are yeah. starting and they're all going to have like a lot of a lot of time on their hands, don't have families yet and they're going to be spending heaps of time together. So yeah. obviously things can get, yeah. you know. And, yeah, and, um, and much like sport too, you've got like everyone in it for different reasons, you know. You'd be playing with guys like driven to like get to the top. Yeah. Other guys just fought, their parents forced them to play. Yeah, or people who just become. Did you ever see a comedian? My, <laughs> my mum made me do that. Yeah, <laughs> like you got a stage, um, like a hockey dad kind of thing. Driving is like, you got to work on your callbacks. <laughs> Starting fights of other comedy dads. Yeah. <coughs> heckling um, the other acts. Yeah. Um, you used to be good at heckling. <laughs> you what? Were, <laughs> you were the really? best. Yeah. Oh, man. You went through a heckling phase. I've. I've that's just my life in a nutshell, though. I've had every <laughs> embarrassing thing. Oh, what was that? My, I, I, think, I think I blocked that out because I hate heckling. I think you were just... Uh, just annoyed and frustrated. Just annoyed and frustrated about how things were going and you'd just be watching a lot of acts that you'd seen their thing like a billion times, you know. Probably not the nicest thing in the world to do, but... No. you just sort I, of I was shout out a few comments and it always was very funny, but, yeah. Was it probably like, yeah... Say so they, they do some political and it's like, God, give it to the fat cats in Canberra. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. Oh, man. You got, yeah, I, I think a major over, overriding factor in, in anything, but particularly little little scenes and that. You got to have thick skin yep. to put up with um, anything that you don't. In your, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong or anything. But anything in your eyes that doesn't... It's hard, man. Like I said, it's all just a big melting pot. Oh, for sure. And maybe this is like, you know, I don't know if people are interested in this or not, but like if, if things aren't going... It applies to all areas of your life. If things aren't going well for you, it's more yeah. frustrating yeah. when you see things you don't like. But yeah. if, if you're con content in your own skin and you're being successful, then obviously it's easy to let things go. Mm. That's just how it is. And, and um, some of the people... You know, you hear about things where people are like, oh, take control and all these slogans of like, put up or shut up. And, but then some people that are able to like put on gigs or whatever, like to get their stage time, that might be how they're wired too in their in Yeah, their brain. absolutely. Like they're very cluey, switched on with presenting things. Well, and you, then I try and put something on as <laughs> dog shit. Well, you see, you see, some people just have an, it's like comedy. Some people have a knack for being funny, and some people have a knack for putting on googie gigs. Yeah. Like you would have seen, not to name names, but like, yeah. yeah there's yeah. one person in particular, I remember they put on gigs all the time, and it, great, great for them for trying. And they had like a background in like marketing and stuff. Yeah. But they could just never, they could just never get a good gig. Like yeah. they could never get people to come, it could never work. And then some people, whatever, whenever they try to put on a gig, it's always full. Yeah. Always great. Like they just have a knack. Some people yeah. just have a, it's a skill. Exactly. Knowing. Just knowing how it works to get people yeah. to come to things. And like you see people like, oh man, I, I, I got this, I got I do, I got this Facebook ad, I put it, put ads in this and that and, and 
You you understand? You're like, yeah, they're trying, but yeah, they're just not getting it or whatever. Yeah, and I'm, some other people are like, oh, I just told the uni group or whatever. And, and, and like just smashed with people. Yeah, they yeah. just know how to do it. Yeah, like, it's not, I'm not. I don't have like the skill for it. Of like, some people, it's just it seems like yeah, just an innate quality. Yeah. And so, um, just trying to cover some bases here. Um, Bit of a boring question, but like in influences, things, things you loved, coming up through your life, and um, I love like when I was watching, uh, when I was really getting into stand up, like Stuart Lee was like a big influence, and like all those sort of like alternative British comedians, yeah. like um, Daniel Kitson and stuff. But uh, then you know you get more, but like as a kid, I loved like yeah. um, oh fuck that, what's that? <laughs> this is really, I'm the worst with names. Um, no, because when you, I know when you find out about. I mean, like, I had to, I had to grow out of it. I was really bad with just being addicted and to like performers and yeah, like following, like obsessing with them and like bands and things. And because it's when you are young, you see, find something you like. And I, I don't know if I'm sure everyone didn't do this. Like only like real weirdos. <laughs> but you're like, yes, I get this. I'm the only one. Not only the only one, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But you were obsessively like, into it. It feels like like this person yeah. was made for me. Like, I get it. I don't know if you ever had that. Well, I think like, I, well, I was really into like the Chaser and John Safran as well as a teenager. Yeah, I think when too. we went to Melbourne for the show, I'm like, this is Carlisle Street. Yeah. Like they talk about on the show. Yeah. Oh, I love that shit too. I remember I was um, the band Spiderbait when I went to their town because it's like all like um, references. You, you see yeah, all the yeah. stuff that they like songs, album names, and lyrics, and but like. Um, it's funny. It means if, a lot to you when you're young, I reckon. Like, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say it's funny. Obviously, when it's somewhere different from where you grew up, it's like yeah. exciting. But imagine someone being like obsessed with Powderfinger and they go yeah. down like Vulture Street. It's just Vulture, <laughs> Vulture Street. Street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do feel. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a self-hating thing or grass is always greener. I think there's a bit of a. But then um, I've I've, no, I've noticed like a resurgence. Uh, it's probably always there, but. In the last few years of, of like the Queensland core, sort of like it's cool to cool to say you love like Forex. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean that's the thing, right? Everyone is gonna like, especially arts people are natural contrarians. Mm. So if something gets too popular, like being artsy, <laughs> then they have to go yeah. the other way and start liking Forex again yeah. until that becomes too popular. And yeah, it's all cycle. It's a cycle. It's cyclical nature of it. You know? And it's that like, yeah, like oh, like you go from like dumb jock meatheads like. Nah, like legendary <laughs> chuck me. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, absolute sports ball, more like fucking yeah. state of origin, mate. Yeah, because I was like grew up a massive Broncos fan, and then I'm like bleh, getting into like punk and stuff. So I'm like, oh, they're owned by the Murdochs, and like, and then I'm just gone full circle. Like, nah, who cares? Sick. Right? It's, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I also think that's a natural part of being a teenager is like yeah. kind of pushing against things, and especially if you don't mm. feel like. Well, you you, like you said, conform to the thing itself. Yeah. Well, you, like how I was saying, like when you're like, oh, this thing was made for me, it's that same thing of like I'm seeing things that only I'm like, you're like, oh, yeah. I remember like being so insufferable for like, um, you know, watching like Michael Moore docos and then I'd be like, you know, because like my dad was into like American culture, like cars and old rock and roll. I'm like, oh, you know, the Americans are only there for the oil and like. Yeah. Like, shut up. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's probably some... There's a bit of truth to it, yeah, but... Yeah, but there's also that, like, smugness. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was into all that stuff as well. <laughs> and I think, like you said, when you, you get older, you realise there's space for both, mm. you know? Well, and subtle things aren't as simple as... Yeah, yeah, it's like... Like, it's great if you're sick at footy, but it's also great if you're great at, vi- I don't know, viola. Mm. That's both good, in my you know, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, also, too, is... um. The world needs all these like different stuff, like um, and to be just like, there should just be art or like, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All absolutely. that like, uh, open up your. I always like think it's funny, like like some of these like really simple like street art. They're like, what if we all read and. Yeah, there's something very authoritarian about teenage rebellion. You know what I mean? <laughs> In that it's an absolute. Yeah. It's yeah. like fuck everything but my thing. It's not a very pluralistic philosophy. Yeah. I remember being in, in the local punk scene, going to watch bands and then like 
guys being like, you know, you don't have a mohawk, you're not a punk and... Probably didn't use those words. Yeah, but the most punk guy is like a guy dressed in business casual, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Just listening and to And then it. even then, it's, even that's stupid in itself to be like, no, it's a state of mind. Like, Yeah. Bank, Banksy is a state of <laughs> mind, man. It's yeah. no one person. <laughs> oh, it's all just, yeah. It's like anything. Um, yeah, so um, let's like, Doing, doing your comedy. <laughs> I said your comedy. Yeah, that's the classic way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like your classic annoying Christmas. like auntie. Yeah, auntie. Are like, you still doing your comedy? Um, I meant to say like, um, you know, I'm trying not to do cliche questions. <laughs> I'm a bad interviewer. But you got, um, I well, wanted to say like moments when you're like, like you know, like, hell yeah, like I love this, you know, or like I can do this, you know, because... I feel like there is a lot of, um, as we talk about, like, tough gigs and stuff, but I wanted to be more positive and talk about, like, moments where you're like, you know, like, yeah, I'm good at, you know, or, yeah, I'm good at this or I, yeah. I really love this or I'm glad I'm doing it, you know. I think maybe, like, really early on, like, a third or fourth gig, I think Boom Boom, I did that Boom Boom Room we talked about earlier that, uh, and just, like, having, like, Greg and stuff say something nice. It was like, yeah, like, yeah, I can... I can do this and, like, um, maybe also winning raw comedy. That was, like, a big... Yeah, absolutely. A big thing for me to be, like, yeah, there's, like, you have something. Because, like, know. for me and you being up in Brizzy, we're always, that inferiority complex of, like, oh, the southern states are better. And, yeah. And then it's, like, I, I don't know how you felt, but, like, you know, with competitions where you, like, get through to the next stage, it might have been an element. Not to say the other acts weren't good, but it was, like, getting through Queensland... And then it's like, you know, on oh, the national people like noticing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's something as well where you're like, uh, you know, and it's such a fun gig to do. Like you, you were there when um, mm. I did it, and I gave you the shout out. <laughs> yeah, the greatest comedian in the country, Aaron Gox. Well, that was like, yeah, it was like, because I knew you're a good actor. It was just like you don't know how yeah. those things are going to go. Absolutely, yeah. And it's just like, oh. Hell yeah, you know. <laughs> but even 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 if you don't win, just doing it like you get to do a gig to like fifteen hundred people. Yeah. And you know what it's like doing gigs to more people is easier. Yeah. But so you, you get to like all these people laughing at you, and you're like, oh yeah, like I can do this. Absolutely. And like being down in Melbourne with a fest, it's like one of the biggest comedy fests in the world, and just every all the scale is just bigger, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Especially when most of you, like you said. The week before, we were doing a gig to two people in the top of a microbrewery. I know. Okay. And then a week later, it's like 1,500 people. Mm. You're like, oh, these jokes are funny. Well, that was, those, that was like my moments, like going down south and doing well. And it's like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably when we went down, you did Spleen that time, you know, like yeah. that was such a fun gig and like seeing you smash to like, even though it's like 50, 70 people, it's like yeah. it's still, they're packed in there. It's so exciting. Yeah. And it's just like. It's a really good feeling because, yeah, like, you know, like I said, like loving for me, I don't know about you can maybe tell me how, how you're, you feel the difference with doing other stuff, but it's like, oh, I created this from scratch, you know? Yeah. And something I made, you know, like you play a game, it's not the same. It's like, oh, like you bowl, bowl or tackle or score a goal or like you're doing that. You didn't, I don't know, I don't know how to put it in words, but yeah. it sounds dumb. Well, I think, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like when you write a joke and you know when it's a good one, mm. I feel like that's really exciting for me. I'll, I get that big thrill of like, fuck, that's a good yeah, joke. Yeah. And then you get to tell it on stage immediately and you see if it works. And when it mm. works, like something you've made yeah. works, other people agree that, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. you got it right. Yeah, man, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's a good powerful. Feeling. And yeah. for me, like being into music and stuff, but I was never good at it. That's my version of like, to be able to write a riff or a <laughs> yeah. song or an album. Yeah. This is my, like, yeah. and it, it feels a bit like getting a crossword puzzle right, but then everyone claps mm. <laughs> instead of just being like, eh, yeah, you got it. It, it was uh, acquaintance. And I feel we're at a point, I know you don't, like, stop. You don't really stop very often to, like, assess, like, the error that you're in. Mm -hmm. You just live it. But it can, like... Now, you know, like so much has been done 
So I feel like if we do make good stuff, we're not doing like traditional joke structures. Yeah. I know it sounds a bit pretentious. We're basically rewriting the art form. <laughs> well, I think there's... Look... Well, like, it, look at... Like, it was like 2022 now. We can't go up there now and be like, you know, certain styles that have been done to death. Yeah, yeah. I, which is exciting also, you know. I feel like... Maybe something I've when I started, I was more like pushing the boundaries because like you're a young kid and you think you know everything. Mm. And I think there's something to that as well because over time, especially if you start doing more paid gigs, more becoming like a pro yeah. comic, you kind of get pushed in a certain direction. You know what yeah, I mean? Like absolutely. just do the stuff that works, like just make it work. But I think the most exciting stuff is when you are pushing the boundaries. Like mm. I think you told me that story. Um, from my first solo show in Melbourne where a couple of years ago, maybe even a year or two ago, you were doing a gig in like Geelong or Ballarat or something, like a 40th mm. birthday party. And you, the person there was like, oh, yeah, we went to the comedy festival ride and, um, yeah, this guy, he made us punch him on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, that was like, oh, yeah, it's my mate. And like that, <laughs> you know, it sounds stupid. Yeah, creative performance and... But you, you have to stick in someone's mind like years yeah. later just with a sort of weird thing that you did. <laughs> it's like exciting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it is, man. It's really cool. It's like, and, um, you know, like I put my stuff up on socials and um, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's a bit annoying, like people bugging your stuff, but most of the time it's cool because it's like people be like, saw this, thought of you or like. Yeah, man. And it's like, hell yeah. Like that's how I felt about my favourite performers of like, oh, there's that thing that reminded me of The Simpsons or. That yeah, thing reminded me of Eric Banner on Full Frontal or whatever, you know. And those videos you were doing, especially back like 2015, 2016 kind of era, like they were so funny. Like I was watching them again about a year ago when I was trying to write a thing for you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck, this is like a little gold mine of just some of the funniest stuff, like these lo-fi little videos. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, like, you know, I like when someone says they like something it's a bit different. Obviously, I get a couple that are like pretty popular the same. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Fishman's Basket is a classic. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Barnes that, Ice Cream. Well, talking to you about having jokes in your head, that was more. I did have a few jokes for my first set, but it's more things like that that I'd always just been curious about for most of my life is things like just weirdly named meals. <laughs> and I think it's kind of stuff like that that works. It works so good as a video, but if you did it on stand-up, like some, mm. it, it probably wouldn't work. Like there'd be yeah, so many people being like, "Wouldn't be like, what is the deal with Fisherman's Basket?" They become a yeah Seinfeldy. I think the hard thing about stand-up often is like, you got to give context for why you're talking about something, mm. or else people are like, "Well, why'd you bring up Fisherman's Basket? Mm, What's that totally. about?" And so, um, yeah, like. Um, Raw was awesome for you to win. Then you went over to UK. Like, that, what was that experience like? It was it was pretty fun. Um, I didn't do so good in the comp thing over there, but it was a good experience to be like, um, just see like seeing heaps of different acts at the festival there. And like, that's a, um, I don't know, I know a little bit about, it, but that's pretty like the Oz acts that go over. Like struggle, not struggles on a good, but you know what I mean. There's not, not a lot do well. I don't think it's it's pretty rare. Some some people do well. Like um, Danny L did pretty good, and um, Demi Laden I think won the thing over there oh, or see. placed high. But most mostly, yeah, not so good. I think it's just a bit like a bit it's of a, luck. It's like, a yeah, bit of luck, and and also it is a bit different. You know what mm. I mean? Like the the what the comedy is like a bit different. So especially if you're doing Australian references or things even you didn't even realize were Australian references. Mm. Like over there, they'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they don't care. Like when and we just sheer population, they've got so many acts, and I don't think the quality is that much different. But I just think like you're on, mm. you know what I mean? It's it's harder to win away mm. in any sport. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I remember, like home, home you, to you told me a lot about how because I've never been out of Australia. I'm hoping to one day, but like you you were telling me about just in a private convo we had recently about um how the festival is over there and just the scale of everything is yeah, just it's, huge. And it's crazy. Edinburgh Festival and it's just like, yeah, that stuff freaks me out. Like people coming in to what, into town to watch comedy, you know. It, it's, I was talking to Goxie about it. It's completely different because you go to Melbourne Comedy Festival and it's a big deal. Like mm. it's on, it's a big festival. Lots of people have gone to shows. But 
You go to Edinburgh and like the town basically is just doing the comedy festival for that yeah. month. Like nothing else is happening. And on the weekends, like these just buses from all over the UK, people are coming in. Mm. They're just piling. They're just piling up the street. These huge coaches. People just. And a lot of this, like, um, big dream stuff. Like, oh, if my show takes off, I'm gonna get. Yeah, it can happen. Up. Like you watch yeah, that Tim yeah. Minchin documentary. People like just become massive overnight. You know, mm. just from one show at Edinburgh. And like, <laughs> there's so many shows. Like, it, and it's so different. People literally, you'll just walk. Like you're just walking around, just walking to a show because like having so many free shows. People are just coming in to sit down for a bit. Yeah, it's just a cool room to sit down. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's mental. It's yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just, and you're doing. It's also like you're doing this. All this cr- crazy stuff is happening in a city that's basically like a castle. <laughs> like it's like a medieval castle, <laughs> and then like all these shows are on. It's like mental. Yeah. Like you can understand why uh, J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter there. You know, like did um, did seeing that. When you saw that, like, like coming from a place like Brisbane, like I said, we're both from, so we know, we know what Brisbane's like. Like, not not insulting or anything, but to see that, did that really make you think about, you know, like 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 there being a, de- a real demand for like arts and culture and stuff, or or, it, or do you think like it's a bit of a one-off as well? Like, I don't know, like um. Because you always hear, like, horror stories, especially back in the day of Edinburgh, like, oh, people lose, like, $10,000, like, putting on a show and, like, rent's so expensive over there and, like, you know, people's management, like, taking all this money on promo and all this crazy stuff. So that always kind of made me a bit, like, wary as well because, like... I guess everything has an anomaly. It's like... It'd be like you wouldn't go to a Boxing Day test and then be like... Oh, you could, actually. I was going to say, be like, yeah, cricket, this is what I want to do. Because you do see something great in in its best, purest form and like, yeah, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember a couple of years ago I was back in the UK and I was talking about this um, comedian that I, I, I love. I don't, I don't want to say who it is but I just love them. They're like this weird act. I find them so funny. They've won all these awards and stuff and I, I'm, I happen to be talking to their agent uh, or an agent who was like, he's like, oh, I was like, I love this guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, I went to college with him. Mm. Like, we were, we were roommates in university. And I was like, oh, man, that's sick, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why isn't he, like, so famous and rich? You know what I mean? Like, he's, I think he's so funny. And he's like, yeah, we think he's funny. Like, yeah, no one else, like, you know. All the pieces have to match up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's tough. Even someone I thought was, like, the fucking best is, like, you know, doing mm. okay, but they're not. Yeah, man. That's like, um, people have a lot of misconceptions. I, I, I think they can only go off. You know what they see. Sometimes I'm like I'm popping up on everything, and people think I'm f- must be flying. And it's like, yeah, no, nah, man, I'm still like going two cents over at the petrol bowser to get that free two cents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not all that it appears. Hey, like, yeah. <laughs> From the outside, I'm like, this guy's fucking the best. He's killing it. He's doing this, and then his mates just like, nah. Like you like it, we like it, but that's- yeah, yeah, trans. Transferring it into like all the unborn stuff, paying bills and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. So, um, maybe back in the day, we did a couple of skits together. That was fun. We should should get a few more going. Yeah, it was good stuff. That, um, that was fun, especially working with Chris Gracie. I don't know. If people probably don't know yeah. him. He's a guy who did comedy for a bit and then moved to the UK. Yeah, well, he's like living here in Brisbane. One of the first to like. Um, start getting into making his own stuff, and I mean there was others doing it, but in our little circle, yeah. Um, is that is that something? Like obviously, your stand up's your favorite, but um, a little bit of acting or other so- yeah, side things. Yeah, I like industry. doing all those sort of things. I think um, doing like writing little stories is probably like something I love as well. Yeah, like, I'd love to put out a little book of short stories. Yeah, that'd be sick. Um. I don't know if I've got the attention span for it. <laughs> yeah. I well, wrote I a couple of articles short. the other year. It was pretty man, fun. Yeah, I helped you with one of them. They were funny. <laughs> they were real good, man. Oh, thanks. But, um, yeah, man, like that's something I could see you absolutely doing. That'd be cool. And, um, yeah, if, anyone, like if anyone wants shoots, a, yeah. a short story, um, hit me up on like Instagram and I'll send you a PDF. <laughs> exactly. 
Get some of those uh, sweet PDFs. <laughs> nice compression file. Or, or, or whatever. You should what say it, whatever file you prefer. Whatever file. If you, want a, if you want a Word doc. Yeah. Let's not... Um, no, uh, I was going to try and make a file joke. Yeah. Let's not rule out any JPEGs. Yeah. I think that's a... a that's more of an image. One. But yeah. I, I, could, I guess I could take an image of it and <laughs> save it as a JPEG. Yeah. Um, what else can we talk about? <laughs> I reckon we got to get going if we've got to hit the nets. But... Um, <laughs> yeah. It was fun to do this as a little almost prep episode for your real interviews <laughs> when you get the funny guys on. No, don't say that. Um, this will this will go but big. Yeah. You got to clip it up like Rogan. We should talk about elk, like hunting elk oh, or yeah, something. Oh, we should have done some... Some cameras. Yeah. Can we do a pick or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got your phone? It's over there. Um, oh, well, thanks for coming on for a yarn, Angus. Anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, just... Follow me on like Twitter and um, Instagram, Angus Gordon Nine on Twitter. And uh, if you're wondering why I don't follow you on Twitter, I got kicked off. But oh, did you? What did you do? Oh, nothing, nothing bad. <laughs> well, you had to go on. No, mic. seriously, I, I, I was like arguing with some racists. Uh, okay. And um, that's not allowed. I know. You got to let them be. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Angus. Yeah, check him out on the socials. Yeah, cheers, Goxie. Um, yeah, f- touring around Australia. Yeah, yeah, I'll be back in um, Melbourne um, on the twelfth at a. You're a real road warrior these days. Yeah, road dog. Man, it's you good. Prefer warrior or dog? I prefer dog. <laughs> yeah, warrior's got a like a negative connotation. You reckon? Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm not coming to town sending fires. <laughs> doing? I'm not doing any pillaging. Uh, I, see, I don't think that neg- negatively. I just think warrior, like as in like taking a, on the road. road. Like, yeah. Getting on them. Do you reckon I'm a road warrior? Like I'm against <laughs> the roads. Like I'm trying to smash them in no, favour of public transport. This is or positive. I'm a, a, a warrior for the roads. That's it. All right. Yeah, I'm a road warrior. Um, <laughs> yeah, check me around. Hit me up on social media. I'm all over the country and doing little gigs and stuff. So yeah, see you all around. Right. Thanks, man. Cheers. Bye.